Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Happy, happy hour. Yeah, baby. Ryan Knight, proud resistor. Twitter, Twitter God. Twitter God is here. Ryan, we okay, we've had you on the regular show. Yes. But uh, like me, everyone in Twitterverse is obsessed with you, loves you, mm-hmm. uh, and wants to know more about you because we don't know you other than, and that's when I found out you lived in L.A. I lost my collective shizzle. Right, Travis? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then I was like, oh, wait, we've got like 85,000 mutual friends on Facebook. Right. Yeah. I didn't even know he was gay until that. I know. <laughs> I knew he was gay. Well, I knew because he's, look at him, look, he's hot. But he also appreciated my wardrobe choice that I wore a Resist t-shirt for him. Well, he's not used to seeing you all dolled up. You don't do and, this in the morning. And then Chris said, oh, you have tits. Like, I, what? I bring them. <laughs> I bring them every morning. What? Yeah, they're generally in a sports bra. Yeah. So you flatten them. Okay. Well, they're there. Okay. Hi, Ryan. Hello. Okay. This is, you know, it's interesting. We had a conversation because we'd have a little thing, you know, if Donald Trump makes you want to drink and talk shit, this is the podcast for you. Yep. And you said you are famously sober. And so, I, but I have to tell you, first of all, Travis, Sean, you can confirm this. This is the first time I didn't bring the whole bottle to. <laughs> Granted, that's a healthy pour, but I seriously want tips for me. That's two healthy pours. You just <laughs> suck in it. I'm, I'm not. On, I'm only on one step. There's twelve. Okay. <laughs> no, but I thought this is also a great discussion. A, let's get to know you. Yep. B, give us tips for how you stay sober under because there are, we've talked about this over. There are studies showing that everybody's substance stuff is worse in Trump's America because of the constant chaos, the yep. constant mm-hmm. stress, the constant negativity and hatred and just stuff that you know we've never experience before so i i would love a your help on drinking and b your help on twitter (laughs) because i am old and i don't know how to do twitter i don't know why i bleeped that it's a happy hour twitter 101 why did i fucking that sean i don't know what did i do okay i can fix it fix it in post (laughs) yeah yeah we'll We'll take the bleep out anyway but so you are very famously uh, and good for you you just had your eight year yes so I, I, i got sober january 1st 2011 and uh, actually, getting sober was one of the hardest things that I've ever done. Yeah. Like, harder than going, graduating from college. Yeah. Harder than, you know. I, Where'd you go to college? Uh, Santa Clara in the I Bay Area. I know everything about you. And I studied finance. Wow. Yes. And I Where actually. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Seattle. Oh, okay. In a very conservative Catholic family. Me too. Uh, okay. Uh, See, that's why I knew we were soulmates. And everything was going great, right? Yeah. I was, you know. Travis and, and I got into a slap fight when we first met you. I was like, he's my best friend. He's not your oh best God. friend. He's like my soulmate. Okay, yeah. Sorry, no, still- I, I'm, I was the oldest. You know, I went to Catholic school. I wore the little uniform. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I played sports. And I was the, I was the all-American boy yeah. until right, yeah. I hit my teen years uh-huh. and discovered, oh, wait a second. I think I'm gay. Right. And in that moment, everything shifted. Yeah. Right. And it was still we're, it's the 90s. Right. I'm. I'm yeah, I, I mean, you know, I went to high school in the '90s, and so it was, it was just that moment where it was like, all of a sudden, it was like the world that I w- grew I'm up. I'm sorry, in. did you just say you were in high school in the '90s? Yes. Okay, let me just, all right, just give me one sip because you haven't started working with me yet. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Okay. No, but it was it was just that moment where like everything had shifted in my life. Sure. You know, and nothing had really changed. I was still the same Ryan. Right. But everyone started treating me differently. And it was... Tell me you're coming out. What did, when did you come out well, to who? I, I didn't really come out of the closet. So my mother is crafty. And um, I actually... I, um, She's I was, just my type. There you go. Um, I was... So you didn't get that. I was 20. And um, so I, I was all in the closet in high school. But that's a whole different story. But I was... Um, one summer, I told my parents that I was going to go to Chicago for an internship. Mm-hmm. Well, the internship was to go be with my boyfriend, who had lived in Chicago. And the old internship <laughs> yes. Going to Chicago for the internship. And uh, my mu- you know, we were on the same phone plan. I did. Right? I was still on the family phone I plan. I did right? euphemism pronoun game. What so, are you doing for Christmas? I'm with me, see someone, <laughs> something where yeah. internship. So my mother actually had the password to my phone. Uh-oh. And she... Uh, oh, proud. Yes. And so she had listened to the, a voicemail from my first boyfriend. Oh. And at the end of the voicemail, he said, I love you. And so I will never forget it. I When I got home that summer, um, I walked in my house and my mother looked at me. And I'll never forget these words. She said... You're not gay, are you? Oh. <laughs> you know? By oh. the way, that does not seem like a welcoming yeah, conversation. Right. <laughs> negative. And I was like, uh, no, maybe uh, we should talk. And uh, we proceeded to talk for like six hours. Mm-hmm. And um, you got to understand something a little bit about my family. First of all, my mother and my father met in high school okay. at a preparatory academy. Again, a very Catholic yeah. Jesuit high school yeah. and came from very similar families. And my mother was a cheerleader, as she likes to always remind us. <laughs> and my, my father was, uh, was the captain of the football team. Oh, wow. Well, uh, okay. It's a star very classic, wide receiver, very right? So yeah. like, you know, they yeah. meet in high school. And, and so right away, it's like, uh, you know, they have their first kid is gay yeah and how many um, how many siblings i'm the eldest of five. Oh okay. wow yes catholic. they are, ca- they are catholic, catholic. Yes. so but i'll never forget one of the fun- that rhythm i think go for them <laughs> one of the funniest things she said to me she's like i just you know Ryan, i don't get it every girl in high school wanted to mm-hmm. sleep with your dad and like how does did Mickey- your mom say the f word no oh, sleep God, that would have been fun you know her her whole <laughs> mindset was like i don't get it how could mickey knight have a gay kid you know, that was literally, wow. and that's like how she phrased it. Well, I mean, my mom, and, yeah, no, I mean, she's like, oh, you're so pretty. Yeah. Aren't you attracted to, to, men, to men? And I'm like, yes, yeah. but I fall in love with women, Yeah, you know? So, and actually, it, so it took a long time. I mean, it was a long process. I, my, my dad actually, they had divorced uh, way back, but my dad had moved to Alaska and my dad is literally a commercial fisherman and a hunter. Oh, wow. And like, a, you oh, know, wow. he's a... Because a Republican who fishes in right. Alaska. Yeah. So I would grow up and I'd get on the plane in the summer times and I'd go visit my dad. So I'd have like this country life in Alaska. And then in the school year, I'd be in Seattle. Yeah. So it was like this, you know, I'd go back and forth. And for it was hard. It was the hardest with my dad. But um, because for him, it was like he just couldn't understand any of this. And yeah. Yeah. we actually didn't talk for almost a decade. Oh, and wow. it was in, I'll never forget, we, we reconciled and everything is good now. And um I'll never forget what my dad said, though, is he said, um, he's like, you know, when I had found out, your mom called me and um, she said, Ryan's gay and basically hung up. You know, that's how he wow. found out. Wow. You know, Nicely done. Nicely jarring. done, mom. Yeah. Nicely yeah. done. Okay. <laughs> wow. But no context. A nothing. Work, a little prep work. Let me yeah. an opening act. Something. Jesus. Yeah. Just kind of boop. And um, but he, uh, he he's, he's like, you know, son, I got a bunch of beer. Right. And I went out on my fishing boat and I went out for two days and I left your stepmom and your two brothers. And he's like, and I cried. And he's, and I'll never forget these words he said to me. He's like, I cried not because I didn't love you any less, but I was scared that the world wouldn't mm-hmm. love you. Yeah. Yeah. Just like they love your two brothers. Right. And it was that, my mom said it that. Was that yeah. same my dad fear. had the same conversation with me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, and what's interesting though, kind of tying this in, coming full circle, is a lot of my activism, you know, a lot of it stems from the fact that. Listen, I grew up in this, you know, white, Catholic, conservative family that, you know, I grew up with privilege. And the moment it was like I didn't fit perfectly into that mold of where I came from, people started treating me differently. And I finally, and it was like in that moment, I realized like, wow, like this is what this this world does when people don't don't fit how they want them to be. And in that moment, it just, it really, it opened me up. You You are my Me Too spirit animal, but not, but in a pure way. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. everything go. you're saying, I relate to. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, so, and yeah. that's kind of what, you know. My mom was like, oh, Stephanie, did I do something wrong? To which I said, yes, mom. I did. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> you know, it's like it, my mom didn't know any better. These are the tools that she mm-hmm. had. You yeah. know, these are the tools that, you know, and it's all baked into the religion and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's a little, you know, that yeah. was a journey yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. And um, so, Ryan, you are 38. Uh, I will be 38 on St. Patrick's Day. Wow. I'm 37. Coming up 37. Pardon me. <laughs> Don't age me. <laughs> and you're hanging on. Yeah. Not, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so, like all super hot people in adulthood, you oh, said God. you said you were awkward when you were younger. I'm like, oh, please, whatever. I'm Epic kidding. eye roll. I was like the biggest <laughs> dork growing up. I had these big braces. I had acne. I, you know, I was also, again, I was in this very conservative world and kind of deep down I knew I didn't fit in. Yeah. So I always kind of felt like an other. You know, mm-hmm. I always yeah. felt like I didn't fit in. And um, it wasn't until much later when I, you know, when, actually when I got sober eight years ago that I started to realize, you know, because the thing about getting sober, and I think it's a, a good metaphor for a lot of things, is you, can't, you can do a lot of things on your own. You can work really hard on your own. You can achieve outward success on your own. You yeah. can study hard on your own. But you can't get sober on your own. It's yeah. that moment in le- where you've got to ask for help. Yeah. Right? It's the, and, and it's that part of where society thinks that asking for help is a sign of weakness, but it's actually the opposite. Yeah. And you can finally admit that you yeah. need help. That's like the strongest thing you can do. Yeah. So in that moment eight years ago when I finally got help, that just kind of opened it, opened me up in a way that just allowed me to be comfortable in my skin. And then that's kind of what started getting me on the, well, of course, Trump as well. I mean, that just kind of was a whole other thing. Yeah. But yeah. that's what started to make me realize that like our society, it works for some people, but there's a segment of the population, whether you're LGBTQ, you know, like us, or if, if you're a person of color, um, or, you know, if you're an immigrant who came here, like they're, they're there's a there's kind of this embedded like we don't like to talk about but like there's this embedded like white supremacy that exists in america yeah you know and and no one really discusses it you know we didn't talk about it growing up it's becoming so much more obvious trump Trump just kind of brought it all out of the closet it's like you know we we compare it to whether you know it's genie out of the bottle or the scene of ghostbusters we're just like totally all the horrible racist sexist homophobic just uh assholes are just been released (laughs) my joke don't cross the streams totally (laughs) when Obama was president, I felt like it gave so many LGBTQ people permission to come out of the closet. Yeah. Right. And with the whole gay marriage thing. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like under Trump, it's like it gave all of the, you know, yeah. the bigots and the racists who kind the of people been, that want to go get the fuck back they, in. They had, got, yeah. they, they were in the closet. Now yeah. they're coming out of the closet yeah. with their bigotry. Yeah. It's like, yes. oh, no, we need you to go back into the no, rocks. We need to you <laughs> go back in your Hady Heidi holes. Yeah. Like you um, guys had your chance to come out. Now it's so, ours. Yeah. Um, so now wait, well, let's go back to when, because we've been talking about, my best friend's a psychologist, and any psychologist will tell you, it, it, substance problems are through the roof in the trial. And again, I mean, to blame him for everything. Sometimes Chris and I have a friend that died of an overdose. He struggled with substance his whole life, but, right. it, but his was, best was, friend specifically said that he was a sensitive, brilliant guy, and the stress of having to talk and write about Trump all the time was one of the big elements. Yeah, because he was clean and sober since 9-11. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then so, Trump got elected and it pushed him back again. Uh, Ryan, you are expiring, saving so many people's lives. Give us some advice yeah. on how to deal with our substance issues in Trump's America. Because how did you, you didn't wait, did you waver at all within the last couple of years with Trump? Is oh, no, it is your stra- or, No, is you, absolutely or, not. I mean, okay. I, I also, so you, I've, I had six years sober when he got six, elected. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, like anything else, you got to you have to have a support team around you. Yeah. You know, I, I attend 12 step meetings. I don't do it on my own. You know, right. you, you it's um, yeah, I think it's you just have to it, it's kind of you have to have good outlets. You got to, you know, find ways to cope that aren't, you know, right. Your old school, you know, you got to kind of take away your old tools that you had. Like before, right. like when something bad happened, I drank. If something great happened, I drank. Yeah. You know, it was like whether it was the worst day. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I drank or it was the yeah. best day. I'm celebrating. And, yeah, I'm stressed exactly. out. And, yeah. and it's yeah. now it's about just reconnecting with, you know, who you are and just right. and kind of sitting through it. You know, I don't get to escape anymore because for me, it's like it's not one. One turns into yeah. two, turns into three. Right. Yeah. So it's I mean, if I could sit and be like you and just have a nice glass of wine <laughs> at happy hour, I'd be having wine with you. Well, you. But for me, it just and that's the well, thing with addiction. It's so hard to explain. There's like this invisible line that yeah. addicts cross. And once you're an addict, it's really hard to kind of put the plug back in the jug. I, they no, say. I want. I really want to dig into this with yeah. you. Um, 
because you mentioned like, oh, I was really like a, a really a party boy. Like I, you know, yeah. went hard in the yeah. clubs and whatever. But yeah. so what, what did that look like and what woke you up from that? For me, it was, you know, they I know talk- there's celebrities we can't talk about, but oh my God, I wish I could. <laughs> oh God. I, for me, I've only had like three sips of wine. I'm not going to. You'll, you'll hear people say things that, you know, like rock bottom, right? And that's like a common yeah. thing. First of all, the Republican Party has hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. They just don't know it yet. Right. Yeah, exactly. They just don't Trumpism, They just don't realize it. Yeah. You know, like they have hit rock they bottom. They really are. The Trump presidency hit rock bottom, you know, the, when, yeah. he, when back in Helsinki. Yeah. When he sided with Putin yeah. over oh, our own intelligence agencies. But- for me, it was it. For me, it was. I didn't, you know, I wasn't homeless. I didn't. I didn't have like a, a financial rock bottom. It was more a spiritual rock bottom, where yeah. I saw that if I continued down this path, that my life was always going to go this direction. And at the end, actually, it came down to love for me because I wanted to find a partner and I wanted to build like a very, yeah. you know, a stable life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I was drinking, it, I could never do it. You know, some days were okay, but yeah. it's like my, I've always had the best intentions and I've always had a huge heart, but, but my addiction actually took that away from me. So I became, how, how so? In a, well, cause I'm super compassionate and I yeah. care about the world and I care about people at the end of my addiction. It was like, I just stopped caring. Yeah. It there was like you. a, it, 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 inside. Like mm-hmm. when I say a spiritual rock bottom, like I was dying inside. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and so that feeling, just that emptiness and that loneliness, I mean, I don't wish it on anybody, but yeah. at the, but at the same time, that's what, what, that's what turned my life around Yeah, where I realized like, look, I can either go, I can either stay on this path or I can get on a, on a higher path, on a better path. Yeah. And I did. And you know, I'm just so grateful yeah. because it's been, I mean, it totally opened me up and, and just opened my life up. And you know, it, it's been, it's just been a journey you know, yeah. again. And it's not perfect. Right. You know, I, but... I drink too much wine. Help me. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You're doing just fine. I'm doing my intervention. No, I, no, but I do want to ask you because I didn't you... tell you something about this podcast. It is an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> We're all I here scheduled Stephanie. my own intervention. We're all yeah. here because we love you. <laughs> There's a bus waiting for you outside. <laughs> yeah, and, I hate buses. You know, That's going to make me want more wine. One thing I will say is, is this is, you know, this problem, and especially the opioid epidemic, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we're seeing just a huge problem in America mm-hmm. right now. And one of the things is someone who knows what it's like to be an addict that I was really offended by from Trump was when he started combining the, when he started using the wall as an, as, as, you know, and money for the wall, yeah. is like that's going to solve the opioid yeah. problem. Oh, and so I literally ridiculous. know as someone like, Listen, like a wall didn't get me sober. Yes, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Treatment and a exactly. 12-step program got me sober. Right. Yeah. And I know how addicts are. You put the wall up, they're going to find a way to get a drug yeah. Absolutely. or, a dr- or well, take a drink. You know, so it's like it was just that small-minded thinking of him that like, and that he used a problem that's causing so many families oh, so pain. Much pain. Oh, my God. And he's now mixing it into this whole, you know, scapegoating immigrants and this racist wall that he wants to build. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. There, a wall is not going to get people sober. Yeah. You know, and the other part is, is he was cutting money from Medicaid. Yes. And a lot of people depend on Medicaid for opioid treatment. And so it was just like the hypocrisy of it. Yeah. And actually I had sent a tweet that when this all happened, it was like a year and a half ago and it went like super viral. Yeah. Because I had told him like, look, I didn't, and a wall didn't get me sober. Treatment did. Yeah. Yeah. And you cutting Medicaid isn't helping anyone. Oh, you've gotten retweeted by the Pentagon. We're going to get into the Twitter section. Let's finish the substance addiction. (laughs) Because no, I I seriously (laughs) wanted to ask you because I am, I'm, you know, I joke a lot about it, but I, I'm being serious that, you know, I get it that like I've never drinking hard liquor. I've never done any drug, even pot. I don't smoke. I'm really healthy. I eat healthy. I exercise. But I'm drinking too much wine and it is exponentially worse. In the, and, and I can't just blame Trump. But I like you, I take all this really personally and I yeah. realize that I shouldn't hate him, that it's not healthy, that I shouldn't personalize this. Chris and I have worked together for 20 years. I've never put, you know. Yep. The Bush what? administration, I didn't personalize no, well, it. I This is so personally stressful for me. I One, literally feel like I'm stroking out most days. And let me just ask, the, so the final yeah. question, because you alluded to something that we've had other, a lot of comics on that are sober mm-hmm. because they hit it so hard that it was never just drinking. Drinking was always a gateway to cocaine, to whatever. A lot of comics, right. you know, they couldn't, I mean, the good news for me is I've never had a glass of Chardonnay and gone, wow, this is nice. I need heroin now. You know, like, I'm never, you know. <laughs> but that being said, wine is my substance and yeah. I am overusing it. And, you know, I know that some psychologists, I mean, including the one, you know, I went to for a while, said that there is a new school of thought about moderation. For some people, 
But but what is your thought on that? Because I know AA people yep. are like, no, everybody's got to quit all yep. together. But, I mean, but I, what do you think? I, listen, I, 12 step works for me, but I'm not one of those people who sits and, and tells other people what to do. Right. You know, I can only share my experience. What has worked for me? I'm not one of those like, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that. Right. You know, I right. think everyone has to find their, 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 you know, their center and their, their happy medium. And for me, that was being sober. One thing I want to say, though, is, is hearing you talk about, and I think it's a really important thing to point out, is, is I, don't, I don't resist Trump because I hate Trump. Right. I resist Trump because I, I hate, hate what he's doing to our country. Yes. Right? I, I agree. There's, I agree. There's a big but difference. you're a better man than I. But there, no, the difference is because, because you've got to take that feeling out of it because when we can take the feeling of like, no, I don't hate Trump, but I just, I really hate what he's doing to our country because right. he's intentionally sowing chaos. Yeah. And yeah. In t- we've yeah. never had a president of the United intentionally States. Intentionally gaslighting us. Every day. Every single day. It's, it's like never, being in a relationship with a borderline well, every day, lying totally. to you every day. And we've right. never had a president from the Oval Office. I mean, the, the main job of the president is to unite the country and bring the country together from day yeah. one. Yeah. He's never tried to do that, right? It's just been, it's, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the president for a third of America, and then I'm going to let the, the two-thirds of yeah. America just be divided amongst themselves. Yeah. You know, and, and it's very fascist in a way. And yeah. he ran on solving the opioid crisis, and yet he's taking money away from solving it. There you go. He's right. gaslighting you can, you can us do it even on that every way. subject. On every yeah. subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the other Brian, thing... Oh, okay. go, no, go oh, I was going to say is, uh, you know, one of the reasons I started my Twitter account, Proud Resistor... When, when what year did you do that? 2016. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so just recently. I mean, I had a, a different account, but I just started this one because it was. I had realized very soon in that campaign that he's just literally lying to to his supporters, right? And yeah. I could, I could, and he was using Twitter to do it. I mean, and, and the, yeah. the news, you know, you'd see like CNN, and they'd cut to like Trump tweeted, you know, that he's yeah. going to ban all Muslims, or like, yeah. and it was like he was able. It was that first election where. You know, in the 90s, it was television. In the early 2000s, it was television. Finally, in 2016, it was like the internet was Mm -hmm. having just as much pull as like as television yeah. was and and trump yeah. was do, using that and well no, and, and, I, and, and putin was using it right listen, they, putin weaponized the internet absolutely. against us yeah absolutely. he's the first one to really weaponize it so oh. i kind of realized look like we, we can need, take it we can take it back well right? if we can and that's what i why i started proud resistor i'm like if he's going to use twitter to, to to spread propaganda and to share the lies then we need to use twitter to share the truth yeah and that was literally why i started it because i could tell there was You're all these so, thoughts and there was all this disinformation going on. I'm like, fine, if he's going to play that game, we need to do it too. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you are, I mean, seriously, I mean, not to suck up, although we are in Hollywood, um, but you are such a rock star on Twitter. And when you come on our show, there's such a huge reaction because just sitting here talking to you now, I think it, it, it's because what radiates is what you're talking about. You are so pure of heart. I mean, I just want to, I do want to eat with a melon baller. I know you think that's not a <laughs> that's thing. That's gross. No, that's but, weird. Okay. A lot of people do. Because you're, you are, you come from such a good place and such an empathetic place. And I've said on the air before, you know, we've all been duped by a con man. Yep. These guys know in particular mine, mm-hmm. someone I yep. thought was my best friend who ended up in prison for, you know, fraud. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that's what I'm saying is you do have some empathy for these people that, you know, I guess he's been, a, it's amazing, but I guess a pretty good grifter and con man his whole life. Yeah. But, no, he's he's yeah. the one thing that sometimes Democrats don't give him enough credit that he is really good at lying. Yeah. You know, he is really good at being manipulative. He's really good at and, yeah. and those I are characteristics wish, of a con man. But right? That's we, what, I just wish he'd use those powers for good. Yeah. Well, and of, not evil of hello. And yeah. I think that that's what his supporters got so sucked into in that yeah. campaign is is yeah. I remember a lot of these people. It's I always say this and this is this might be kind of unpopular, but. It's really easy to make fun of the stereotypical Trump supporter, right? Yeah. The Trump supporter that you see at the rally on right. TV, mm-hmm. right. you know, yeah. kind of that middle of the country, yeah. working class, white, you know, white Trump supporter who's who's struggling, mm-hmm. right? And, and the jobs are gone and all this stuff. And so, but I, I actually, I have a lot more sympathy if I'm for those Trump supporters than I do for the ones who knew better in 2016, yeah. Yeah. but they well, voted because they, you know, and the they ones, had the money and wealth, the, yeah. you know, kind of the, that top upper echelon of society. A lot of those people the voted for Trump. racist ones, I don't, I don't. And, and they got even. a free pass, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing I'll yeah. just say is, and we've talked about this, is when you have a president who's lying so much to the American people, the American people are starving and hungry for the truth. Yeah. 
They just are. Yeah. And and the other part that's kind of been unfortunate to watch is, you know, I don't attack the media like our president does. But there's, I mean, the media kind of has dropped the ball a little bit, you no, know, exa- it, it, that, which is ironic because that- he calls them fake. If anything, the, the media tends to kind of skew more to the right. Thank you. Right. And this because is they why normalize you- him and normalize yes. him. And now we're three years into this. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, did they learn anything from 2016? I know. No, did they, they didn't. Learn they anything? didn't. They didn't. And this because is why they're still doing it. I keep saying this every day. It's <laughs> we like Obama used to say, we're the ones we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. This is why you resonate so much with people because you're like, oh, oh, OK, the media's not going to help us. No. Trump, Trump administration is clearly not going to do anything to Russia to keep them out of our nope. whatever. It, you know, no one's going to help us. Nope. Like we, we are the heroes yeah. that we've been waiting for. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, we do. And, I think and of that's you as what... like the baby Jesus of Twitter. Like you were. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I dropped the F bomb here and there. And what's actually interesting, I have never had used the F word uh, publicly, like on Twitter, yeah. until Donald Trump. Well, wow. thank and you. the only reason, Listen, and we also, say, and the only reason. This is for people that want to drink and swear. Is, we, we ask if you're not going to drink that you swear a little more. And thank I God mean, my, my, my amazing grandmother is, is resting in peace right now because I'm glad she's not here to have seen one of my tweets where I dropped the F bomb. But it's sometimes it's so. What'd you say? What was it? I've done it a few times. I've, I'll use the F word. But the only reason is like, there's a reason I do is because it's the only word that can accurately describe what's happening. Yes. Right? When the oh, yeah. kids are being locked in cages and separated mm-hmm. from their family. Right. And he's, you know, committing treason with Putin. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean sometimes is, the F word is the only right. word that Absolutely. does it justice. No, yeah. exactly. And this is why, I mean, this podcast, you know, even though we have a regular through our radio show is broken up because you're right. I mean, we joke about it, but we're like, if Donald Trump makes you want to drink and swear, I mean, because... I, Sometimes it is hard within the restraints of the FCC to adequately express yeah. us stealing children, engaging them, and raping them. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you can't fucking see there that. It just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the fact that he's a fucking traitor yep. to the United States of America and has the, much, the nuclear codes. And I always say there is not the right level yep. of hysteria for people that call us hysterical, yep. right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing that, the resistance has done really well and we saw it in 2018 is we kind of brought you know all the, the kind of coalition of the democratic party together including some never trump republicans yeah. right and we've all come oh, together yeah. and just realized i live for this, anna navarro uh, saying yes pussy. welcome anna navarro you know, this, i live for anna navarro saying pussy on, you know on we've been in a, we've been in a constant state of a constitutional crisis yeah. and you know and from you know i remember when richard painter i mean come on i just you know he ever, he's my spirit animal. His goose is cooked here. Yes. <laughs> I'm a Maisie Hirono kind of guy. I am gay and yet horribly sexually attracted to Michael Steele, former RNC chair. Mm, interesting. <sighs> danger, danger when you taste brown sugar. Okay, go ahead, uh, Brian. What we? Sure. <laughs> no, they just the 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 you know from the phone calls. I remember when uh, they tried to uh, repeal Obamacare, mm-hmm. and we were all online pushing people to call and yep. calling Congress yeah. and. Um, you know, just the organizing that we've been able to do, it's, you know, we've been able to organize rallies with it. We've been doing text banking, using it to get people to the polls with mm-hmm. texting, you know, a, a lot of, um, it's, it's, it's frustrating, but a lot of, you know, younger voters, they don't want to be called anymore. You know, they'll, oh, no, they'll I can't, but if I you can't send them, Sean. but, you, but if him. you send them a text message, yeah. they'll, you know, and say, you know, this Sean told me, he's like, know. don't call me, just te- text me. Don't, te- don't your polling call place opens at 8 a.m., you know, yeah. election day, get out there and go vote. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's helpful. Yeah. You know, I tried, I tried when I first started working with Sean, I just called him on my big rotary phone. Sean. He's like, what are you doing? But I also think too, it's it's also been a way for us. Could you imagine if we didn't have Twitter and we didn't have a yeah. way to interact and connect? Well, like it, it's try. Okay, teach me. I'm. Tr- you're going to be my my sober coach and also my Twitter coach. <laughs> oh, what's the difference? Uh, you're between, in trouble. You're in trouble. What's yeah. the difference between home <laughs> and notifications? And what? How do we become Twitter gods like and goddesses like you? Uh, you do a lot of original tweets. I try. Mama tries. I do a I just, lot of. I'm like the mama, I, and I do a lot of like retweets and likes. Like it's like putting it on my refrigerator with a magnet, going, "That was good." Yeah, you give everyone a gold star. I don't really have. I don't have a filter. So what's in my head, I tweet. So if do I do, you see, have a full time job. I'm an activist. That's my job. I know. That's what's. I, I mean, I, okay. You wait. Can you just go back a second? You went to. You grew up in Seattle. Yep. Went to college in Santa Clarita. Major Santa, Santa Clara. Yes. And different, I, different. Whatever. 
No, they're big difference. Northern California, Southern California. Up there in Northern California. Yeah. Who cares? Clovis, Fresno, whatever. And I worked in corporate finance for seven years, and it almost killed me. I oh, wow. was a, I was a senior financial analyst. Why did you, you pick that? You're good with numbers. Honestly, probably because my stepdad worked in finance. And, oh, okay. You know, it was yeah. kind of like, why not? It sounded like a good idea at the time. Um, but I was not a finance suit and tie kind of guy. Right. Um, at the end, I just, it also kind of was, that was during my addiction. And um, so I left when I. You were like a madman. You were a drunk madman. Totally. And, um, and it was work hard, play hard. And uh, at the end of that, I also, you know. I went. No, where was that? This was. I worked in, in Century City. At, okay, uh, so you at a you went to college company. and then ended yeah. up here. Okay, in the in the in Northern California in yeah. the Bay Area, and then I came down to Los Angeles in two thousand and five. Okay, and um, I also like I'm the type of person because I'm very empathetic and I am super compassionate and I have a lot of energy and a lot of passion. I need to be doing something that matters to me. Yeah, something that like feels like I'm making a difference. And corporate finance. Didn't feel like I was making a difference. I was making a lot so of money. Wait, I was doing right. really well so on the wait, outside. So you make a living being a Twitter god? Well, no. <laughs> 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 no. Um, I my partner um, okay, uh, let, owns his we'll own get to him PR in a company, and so um, it's you know no. Listen, grassroots activism is you know I don't make much money, but the rewards. The reward isn't the money. You don't do it for the money. Yeah. You do it because we are in a state of emergency and our country needs, yeah. you know, it needs people to no, organize and people to speak out. So, no, it's and my first entrance to politics, though, is I actually I used to work for the mayor of West Hollywood. OK. And um, I worked on one of his campaigns and then um, I managed his campaign. Uh, so I did. I worked in local politics for like. Uh, three and a half so years. You always had that streak in you. You were totally. Yeah. And then, um, you know, when 2016 happened, I just was like, okay, let's go. Wow. Gotta, wow. 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 Yeah. So uh, teach me Twitter. What's the difference between home and oh. notifications? And I don't what, even, how do home, you, home is do you, where you see the how stuff. How much do you retweet? How much do you like? And do you, how many original tweets do you do a day? Oh, I don't, I don't count. Okay. I just, you it's know, I don't, I don't count. I don't plan. I just. Because, it's, yeah, I'm spoken it's, word it's organic. person. So I like say it three, yes. at three hours. So that's why part of why we brought. Person. That's why we brought Chris in because it's like a lot of that is like, okay, yeah. transcribe what I said. Right. Yeah. And be, you know, because I'm just not, you. I'm not a writer like you are, like, or a, you know, sort of. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, but it's interesting. You have uh, gotten, well, a lot such, of it, like, you've gotten it, such a, a huge, like, I feel like I know you. That's why we thought this would be the greatest happy hour. And it is because people don't know twitter people we just know you by your twitter handle it's like right. who is this guy who is this guy that like inspires <laughs> us and and makes us laugh and yeah. makes us angry and fires us up and yeah. gets us to the polls yeah, and and the, listen the, the the whole point of it was okay they've the, the russians are using bots right to right. share disinformation right and trump is tweeting propaganda right and we got to start using twitter to yes. share the truth and, your and speak age. truth to power. It's and that's all your, it was. That's how it started. It's your generation that's leading this, and this revolution, think, man. I also think what happened was, too, is is I'll never forget, like, in when, he's, when he first became president, he used to say over and over again, no one in my campaign met with Russia. No one in my campaign oh my met God. with Russia. Oh, my and God. I, and I was one of, like, I remember it was, like, my first viral tweet. It's like, wait, no one in your campaign met with Russia except... Jared Kushner, right. Donald Trump Jr., yeah, yeah. Paul Manafort, you know, and just contact. started listing him. And at that point, the media, like the CNNs of the world, yeah. weren't even talking about, everyone was kind of scared to touch the Russia story at first, you know, in the first few oh, months of his presidency. I know. And so I, you know, I could just, you could just see with but Trump, he'd tweet something that was a blatant lie. Right. So all I would do is tweet back, like, no, like, this is wrong. No, people and like you. It. It's not like it's not right. brain surgery. People you like fact you. Check. You know, you just, yes. yeah, that's yeah. how it is. Ryan, people like you are doing the basic journalism that they have fallen down yeah. on the job. And you are right. You are forcing them into it. And that's why you are such a fucking patriot. And I, I, I that people, and, you know, there are people like you and Malcolm Nance and, you know, Sarah Kenzior and Natasha Bertrand and, of course, Rachel and Joanne Reed. I'm telling you, when the, the the history of this time is written, you guys are going to be on that wall of heroes. They will. I don't know about me, but well, no, absolutely. But, but listen, look at AOC. Look at AOC. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're like, don't cop at a 29 year old on Twitter with a smartphone. You know, like that's yeah. the other thing is you guys are leading the way. I love this. What what is your take on that? I mean, I love this fierce new young multicolored 
you know, female in many ways, blue wave that we that we helped. I happen. love it. I love AOC. Um, one thing that you know, this this might be a little controversial, but the what I like about AOC is she's 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 progressive, but and she has big bold ideas. But she's not divisive. She's yes. smart. She's and smart so she, as shit. She, so, so one of the things is, so Bernie Sanders is he, Bernie Sanders has moved the party more to the left, and, right. and Bernie Sanders is right on healthcare, and he's right on climate change. Absolutely. But, he, but the thing is, when you have big bold ideas, you can't get big bold ideas across if you're divisive, right? Right. right. Because these, if you want the American people to buy these big ideas. You need to start being a unifier and bringing people together, yeah, and yeah. that's so. With Bernie, it's always it's 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 not that I dislike Bernie. It's just that sometimes I feel like he's he's got the right message. He can just be the wrong messenger sometimes. Yes. And with well, AOC, it's the complete opposite. She is able to push progressive, you know, bold ideas like the Green New Deal and Medicare for All, and do it in a way that energizes our party. And is not as divisive, right? And, and so, in, in, a, a, so, in a concise way, and it's not yes, being a Bernie yes. basher to ask about his Russia votes, to ask about his gun votes, to say he will turn eighty in his first year as president. Those are all valid, not Bernie bashing. No, they're the thing, all things that are going to be hashed out in this primary. Listen, the thing is, is we have way more in common in our party than we have way more in common than what divides us. And if we listen, if we get back into this whole. You know, like we had in 2016, Bernie, Hillary, and we yeah. start fighting, you know, the infighting. We'll lose again. And the media yeah. loves it. The media loves no, it. the media loves it. That's what I said about shut the fuck up, Hillary people, about Republican... Bernie asking for private planes, and shut the fuck up, Bernie people, about calling Hillary an asshole. Yeah. I mean, well, it's listen, like... we all got to get over it. Yeah. We yeah. all got to get over it. Yeah. Because if we if the infighting continues, we'll lose again. Yeah. Because the Republican Party... They are. This is exactly they, what Russia did. Well, yes, and they, he's got a third of our country locked down. So if you have a third of the country locked down, and then you get the rest of the country fighting amongst themselves, mm -hmm. right? That's and that's what fascism is. Yeah. It's a radical agenda. It's it's and and that's what he does. He gets his you know he's got his people going. They're going and voting based on guns yeah. and God essentially. You know that's how yeah. they vote. And so he's got them locked in. We're at a and point so, where we have Republican male legislatures. Late legislators wearing pearls in front of Mocking. mothers whose yeah, it's kids ridiculous. have been shot to death. It's ridiculous to mock them for oh, clutch the pearls on guns. And right. I was like, and hey. making up extreme radical lies to right. try to take women's a woman's right to choose away and take away a woman's re, uh, reproductive freedom. It's horrifying what they're doing with all that. Twitter baby Jesus, oh, how God. do we? <laughs> how do we? How do we unite our? I mean, I'm going in a week to take care of my 96 year old. You know, Fox News watching Republican Trump voting mom yep. who broke her hip, who I love with all my heart and soul. How do we? She only watches Fox News and she's 96. I'm not going to argue with her anymore. No. A lot I'm going to talk uh, to her about politics. A lot of deep breasts. Right. It, but, it, but, I mean, but, but, because at, at what the end you of the say, day, like, how do we. With your mom, for instance, it's yeah. not. With your mom, it's like, it's. It's not about being right anymore. It's just about having a good experience with your mom right. and being there yeah. for her. You know, there are some times where... How do, I avoid, are, how do I avoid wine in this situation? Well, you might need having to Having to watch Fox News for a <laughs> Give her, might, some, give her some vodka. Some deep breaths. Give her some vodka and milk but, and you drink your wine. But the way, we, the way we counteract what's happening to us, and it sounds cliche, but it's to keep uniting and it's to keep sharing the truth because they are going to keep spewing. And the other part that drives me nuts with the Republican Party is... Look at the biggest issues in our country. Look at gun violence, for instance. Their solution right. isn't a solution. Their solution is to take more money from the NRA. Mm -hmm. They don't have a gun violence solution. Look at uh, climate change. They don't both have crises. They, both crises. They don't. They don't have it. They don't have a solution for climate change. They right. call it a hoax. They don't want to do anything about it. Look at you know um, economic inequality. Yeah. Another big issue. They, they, I will say, Bernie. Bernie is right about economic inequality. Absolutely. Yep. And that's one issue that he has been pushing hard since, you know, tw before 2015. And look at the Republicans' policy on that. Tax breaks for the 1% and for the corporations and for billionaires. Yeah. So it's like on the big, huge issues from gun violence to climate change to economic inequality to women's rights, right? They want to take away a woman's right to choose. Yeah. They're, they actually, not only don't they have a position, their position is against it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And so they're literally trying to stop progress. Yeah. And so for us, we have to keep coming together. Yeah. Because th and that's the only way to stop it. And, and no matter who wins the Democratic primary, 
we vote for them. Yes, If absolutely. that person is Kamala Harris, yes. if that person is Bernie Sanders, yeah. whoever wins, yeah. we yeah. vote for who wins the Democratic Wh- primary. Where are you on the impeachment issue? Because I, I, th- this is the whole issue right now, isn't it? How do Democrats fight yeah. right now? And are we fighting the right way? And are we, I mean, it, this is so, un- this, speaking of, cri- this is a crisis we yep. are in. Absolutely. Whether you want to call it constitutional, present, whatever you want to call it, we are in a national security crisis. Yep. We're in a crisis. Yep. Well, the new the new Quinn poll that was out that we talked about yesterday, sixty four percent of the American people believe that Donald Trump committed a crime mm-hmm. uh, before he became president. But not enough and, percentage think he should be impeached. And, oh, right. I mean, fifty six percent of people don't want him to be impeached, and that that is an issue. And the other part, the thing for me is, is, it's like if Trump is allowed to get away with this, it sets a very dangerous precedent moving forward that Republican presidents can get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my biggest fear. And it's also is I think the best way to stop Trump is now. Yeah. Right? And I, I think too. that I think because if if he gets away with obstructing justice and he gets away with the illegal hush money payoffs, it's going to embolden him. And we get to 2020 him. where Michael Cohen says it's, there won't be a peaceful transfer of power. Well, he, he's already setting up it will be an illegitimate election. This is, yeah. Well, yeah. I think Democrats, well, Democrats, they, we have this, sometimes they assume that like the Republican Party is going to fight fair. No. No. They're going to suppress our votes. Yep. Never. They're going to get Never. They're going to get us infighting against each other. Yeah. Russia's going to come back. The, the bots are going to come back. Yep. You know, any kind of, this is why I'm saying like we can't. You know the, the the Hillary wing of the party and the Bernie wing. Like we got to get over that. There's because no more it, wings. Because no more wings. Listen, the only thing so we're we, out of wings. The only thing we can control. This is like in Buffalo when I was growing up. We're out of wings. Is, Go home. Is is if you know we can control unity and we can control bringing our party together. At the end of the day, we all got to get over our egos. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody wants what they want, but as soon as that primary is over, we all got to line up yeah. behind whoever wins. No, I, I. That's why I appreciate Tom Steyer, who's like, you know what, I'm, you know. I'm going to give money and I'm going to target Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan and Mitch McConnell and I'm not going to have my ego, you know, just saying, you know, mocha vente asshole Howard Schultz. My point is... The coffee boy of this race. But, you know, and Sherrod Brown, I was actually a little disappointed because I really like Sherrod Brown. Yep. But... He has you know, a good economic message. He calls yeah. uh, Trump's, I mean, uh, his Trump's economic message phony populism, right. he could, which it is. He could still be a great vice presidential candidate. Well, yeah. I know. Very I feel, well I feel like a lot. some people are really yeah. like, I'm putting you know, my country over my ego. This is too yeah. important a time. Bloomberg, I yeah. mean, God bless him, yeah. going like, this is too important a time to split the vote. And remember that, so I was pushing impeachment hard two weeks ago because, again, I, like they did in the Nixon time is – how do you get more people to want to impeach him? You, you educate the American Thank people. Thank you. And that's what the impeachment hearings do. I think sometimes, you know, Democrats, we can be too smart for our own good. People are already counting votes in the Senate when, no, 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 that's just, that's like five steps down the yes. road. Right. The first step Wait is start. all the evidence is there. The first start. step is start Thank the impeachment this hearings. This is what Tom Steyer right? says to us all the time. Because start. what happens is, is, the other part is, is as soon as yes. those impeachment hearings start, it's going to force the media to cover it. Yeah. So the media is not going to be all over the place and normalizing yeah. Trump as much. I said it today. And it's the, also going to educate the American people about all the corruption and all the crimes that have happened. This is what Joe Weinberg And the blatant this, obstruction of justice this that is Trump what, has committed. Yes, and this so is what happened in Watergate. So, but, yes. so I, from yes. two weeks ago, what I did like this week is the Democrats came to play this week from the House Judiciary Committee issuing yeah. those 81 document requests. Yeah, they're setting it all and up. They are setting it up. And they set, they're setting it up as almost the foundation for impeachment, right? Because the, right. the, the House exactly. Judiciary Committee, it's what they call it. They're investigating him for obstruction of justice, yeah. abuse of power, and corruption, yeah. right? And so I do think that's a good step. Um, you know, the Ways and Means Committee is going to go after his tax returns. We know there's a bundle of treasure hidden in there. Yeah. Um, you know, of, of things, you know. And they just need, their, I think they're you, making sure that they investigate him from every possible side yeah. to make sure they have well, enough I, to impeach him. Because I, if they overreach and aren't able to impeach him, that's going to be, that's going to destroy the Democratic Party. We don't party. want to swing okay. and miss. Like uh, can I just say how much I just said today, I hate the word overreach, because yeah. well, they have had a reach around yeah. for the last two yeah, years to protect I mean, him. They're not used to what overreach, what, to what oversight looks like yeah. to what constitutional checks and balances let him get away with everything yes. right i mean they not just no 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 not just let him get away with everything they helped him cover it up actively yeah. actively. Yeah. Actively. Actively. actively 
acted as his defense attorneys and helped him cover it up Devin, illegally. Devin, Devin Nunes, Nunes is running right. across the White House lawn. What, what I was saying, I wasn't saying that, I'm, I'm not saying that the Democrats are currently overreaching. I'm saying they are doing their due, due diligence. But the so, media will use that word. That's what will. he's saying, yeah. right? No, totally. The yeah. media is not on our side. No. Trump tends to no. think they are. No, stop st- stop buying the liberal media. I mean, <laughs> I literally read, read a headline, Kamala, Har- Kamala Harris is connecting with audiences perhaps too much? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. No, it reminded me what? of Hillary again all over yes. again. Too cold and calculating? Yeah. Kamala Harris, too warm? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, are we, it's, it's, whose mattress am I thinking of in the fairy tale? <laughs> the princess and the pea? Yeah, something. Right, the mattress is not right. It's just not right. Yeah. No, uh, the, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Right. Yes, okay. that. Yes, that thank you, yeah. Chris. And yes. I also think that, you know, the natural thing of the party is the Republicans are always playing offense and the Democrats are playing defense. And at this time, it's time for the Democrats to go yeah, on offense. Thank you. Because you can't score a touchdown and, yeah. unless thank you're on offense. Did you play football it, in high school? What did you play? I did. I, I was a jock. running back. <gasps> I bet you were. Mm. My first two years. And then I, yeah. Right. The boy you dated at USC was a football player. Yes, he had the uh, same curvature of the penis that Bill Clinton apparently did, which we had to learn about through many, many years of investigations <laughs> with taxpayer money about a failed land deal that showed no wrongdoing into his private life. And he had a, uh, yeah, Mike had that too in high school, my USC football boyfriend. He had a uh, curved uh, this thing. Okay, yeah. my point is. And, and the other thing I'll just say Brian, is. I, okay, okay. We, I want to get into your love life. Oh, oh, oh dear. Let me just say I, this, this before okay, go we ahead. get there is I just, I. The reason I like AOC so much and uh, Lauren Underwood yeah. and Rashida Tlaib is because they, are, they aren't afraid to They're be fearless, who they are. They're fearless, man. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of energy our party needs. Yes. You know, we need that fearlessness. I'm on their side, and, man. I'm yeah, like, and you know, listen, the majority of America. Yeah, and they have each other's backs. They have each other's Stop backs. Stop fucking like, they're always afraid and, we're going to go like, ooh. And they drive Fox News and the Republicans it's yeah. crazy. And I love that. They just boycotted Girl Scout cookies because AOC used to be a Girl Scout. Yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. More thin mints for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so Ryan, um, tell us about your super hot boyfriend. How long this has been? Go- I'm just. This is the sound of a, a millions of hearts breaking across America. Oh please, uh, Philip and I have been together for seven years. Yeah, live together. Are you getting married? We Don't live, mean to be nosy. We live together. Uh, I call him my partner. Yes. I, uh, you know, I grew up in that Catholic family. And yeah. Listen, I. I was a huge advocate for gay marriage. I love that we can get married if but we want to. But you're a giant pussy in person? Is no, I just, I'm just... I'm not, I'm not needling you. I'm not take, needling you. No, we take our relationship... I'm not poking you. ...one day at a time. And it's been going so well that, you know, maybe we will get married. Remember when... when can when, I be the flower girl? You can be let's the flower girl. Let's do this. Girl. Find me a wife and let's do this. Let's oh, do a double. You can do a double. It can be like the Brady sisters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Am I being too yeah. intrusive? No, not at all. No. Listen, Philip is amazing. He is super hot and he, super nice and super smart. And we're very, we're kind of opposites attract. He's Cuban. He grew up in Miami. I, I like to up, smoke I, that cigar. I grew up in Seattle, literally Stephanie. opposite ends of the country. I have and, weird um, taste. He's a really good guy. You know, he's got a big heart. Yeah. You know, he. Um, so do you. Yeah. Do you just like weep at Lifetime movies? No. <laughs> no. No, because you no. are you. You're way more empathetic than I am about Trump. Even like I just and some Trump supporters, because some of them are just awful and racist, and oh, it's hard hor- to. It's horrifying. You know, when yeah. people write me and say, "I hope you get cunt cancer," it's just it's hard, Brian. Yeah. You get hate mail. You get the same. Are you right? kidding? I've been called everything from a libtard to a soy boy. That's soy the big boy. one. They call me what soy is, boy. What does that I've mean? I've been called that. It's. I don't even know what that is. It's what they use to describe a guy who's who's not like macho enough. Yeah. Oh, what? You, Please, who was the guy this week that wrote me that wants to tear me a new asshole? Spelled T A R E. <laughs> I just I glory in their bad no, grammar and listen, spelling. They'll use they'll drop the they'll use the f word. Oh yeah. You know the. Yeah. Oh, they'll tell you to get AIDS word. and die. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they, they'll tell you to get AIDS and die. I've gotten that one. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. No, they, no, Trump just cured that yesterday. Did oh, you hear? Yes, I heard. And yeah. he quoted the New York Times while doing so. God damn it. Can I just say, Ryan? He doesn't do I've anything talked about and this. he takes credit for everything. I know. Yeah, right. Can the I just say, I've yeah. talked do about anything. this many times, but he takes credit for everything. damn it, I wish like they had figured that out before my high school boyfriend died of AIDS because he was the best guy in the world, mm. you know, and it just, you're right. It's like, I understand how your activism intersects with your life because 
you know, I always said if AIDS had made, you know, Republican men's, white Republican men's dicks fall off, they would have cured that in 1982. Of course. But my high school boyfriend died. Yep. You know, he was one of the first guys that yep. got it, you know, and so, you know, the fact that like Trump's like, it's like, shut the fuck up. Yep. You and your whole party yep. and Mike Pence in particular yep. have been not only no help, but counterproductive in yep. this fight of our lives. Absolutely. I I, um, I studied a lot of the activism in the 80s because I was born in 81. But the, the, big, <laughs> the, the big slogan, silence is death. Mm-hmm. Right. This in I mean, the reason we had gay marriage was because of all the activism that yeah. started yes. in the LGBTQ movement in the 80s. Yeah. You know, well, even before back before you that, were but that, born when I was in college. Oh, but no, the silence is death oh, in the baby, speaking baby out. Baby Twitter, Jesus, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird, but it's really true how, yeah. you know, it's not like age, race, whatever. We, we all have found kindred souls in this resistance, haven't we? Absolutely. And I, the other thing I think is important that it's also about, I think that more Americans need to have those uncomfortable conversations with people in their family that supported him or voted for him. Yeah. Because, so for instance, I have people in my family, and as soon as my activism started to take off, they were writing me messages and asking me more questions. And I there's been a fair number of people in my life that are that voted blue in November in 2018 and are going to vote blue in, in 2020. Oh, I think that those times where, you know, remember there's two things we don't discuss. We don't discuss religion or we don't discuss politics. politics. Yeah. I don't think in this, in this time, you know, going back we to can't afford silence is death, you know, from yeah. the 80s, to be silent right now is, you know, what, with what Trump is doing to our country, America will not survive four more years of Trump. No. We will not survive eight I, years of Trump. I'm not sure we can survive four more weeks, but that's just right. my And so I, I just, but there's like... There's this thing where, where we do get in our own echo chambers, you know, and, yeah. and we're, which is good, you know, to connect on Twitter. But I also think it's important for people just to have those honest conversations with people in their lives and love. start giving yeah. them some facts. Yeah. Right. Because they're being fed a steady diet of propaganda and lies. And I, my sister yeah. asked me a few weeks ago, she said, wait, do the Democrats really want to tax everyone at 70 percent? No. And I was like, no, of course not. That's a marginal tax rate. And it's if it passed, it'd be for their 10 millionth dollar would be it's it would be right. at 70%. Right. But it's like she didn't wait so wait so people who make all their money is going to be taxed at 10 mil, at 70%. I'm like no no no. After they've earned 10 million in a year, right. then that 10 millionth and one dollar right. will get taxed at 70%. But she didn't know that. Right. Because well, like when we had the really great economy you all loved under Eisenhower. <laughs> absolutely. But it's just those like simple things that remember we're dealing with the Fox News propaganda machine that's oh, constantly like twisting and turning. No, and, and my and, mom's um And so was, we just want to shut everyone off or, or yeah. disconnect from people in our lives that still support him. But could you imagine if every single person everyone knows a Trump supporter or two or three or five? And could you imagine just if we all started having those those conversations yeah it could start to shift things mm-hmm. no i and, trust and, me and I we, it's, I, it's hard I think listen my, my, it's hard because they're very stubborn but i've all whenever i talk to them and the other thing is that you have to be really stern with them you can't back down this is how we do it ryan one heart at a time one yes relationship at a time yes. one family member one yes. friend because one I, vote we've been time. dealing with it with my mom that you know it's <laughs> Our family fragmented over politics and then it now, but now it's sort of come together over my mom's because we're all pitching it and all helping. Yep. Even though I got like a screed from my about Obamacare and like whatever. But, you know, I, we've also all banded together and taken care of mom. And then, you know, I, I was the one that had to tell her I was coming a week later because she was being released. And I told my brother, I said, you better love me like I'm a Fox News anchor, you motherfucker. And he laughed really hard. He laughed really hard because he said, I am coming in and taking care of her for a week and you better. And so, but you know, you're right. That's what, you know, and you're better at this than I am. You're better at sobriety, clearly, but you're better at Twitter. You're better at just sort of, you know, having that, keeping that empathy and that pure heart and that sort of, you know, how do we repair this country? Yeah. Like, how do we repair our relationships yeah. one at a time? And remember that the truth is on our side. So when you realize that, it's not about being right or wrong. Because we know, like, deep down when you see some of the stuff he does, like Charlottesville. Right. When he calls neo-Nazis very fine people. Or in, in when he keeps taking the sides of dictators. Yeah. Trump is clearly wrong. The Republican Party is clearly wrong. Yeah. 
My the father was a prosecutor this, at Nuremberg. I'm like, mom. So I, it's just, it's a matter of standing. <laughs> it's a matter of just reaching that person and sharing in a very stern and, and very honest way yeah. that, look, this is what's happening. And, yeah. and, and the fundamental things when they're attacking the free press and they're, he's attacking our judiciary and yeah. he's attacking our FBI and he's attacking the Constitution. I mean, he's literally destabilizing our country. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll and, see what happens. Because I, I, so I did you know, snap one time with my mother. I was like, he's going to jail, mom. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I felt like, what happens if he does? And then, oh, fake news, dear. Witch hunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all a hoax. Yeah. So I mean, and I, but when it's hard because it's so personal to all of us, yeah. right? Like you were saying, totally. this is how you be dedicated your whole life to this because when she says, "Oh, I think Dad would love him," I'm like, "Oh, oh my God, my yeah. father would be rolling over is in, in his gla- grave." You know, I, I, you know, not only Nuremberg prosecutor, but running mate of the guy that went to Nixon and said, "You got to go. Yeah. Right. You're a crook, and you got to go yeah. now." Like I just, and your dad was also a moderating moderating influence on Goldwater. Yes, That's why Goldwater yes. picked him. Yes, every yep. speech started with what Barry meant to say. Yeah. Was. <laughs> and also, the other thing that's going to wake people up is uh, the Federal Reserve just came out with their uh, 2018 statistics, and uh, U.S. household uh, wealth had had its biggest fall in the fourth quarter of 2018 right. since the financial crisis. Yeah. yeah. Right. So people yeah. are. It's going to start hitting people's pocketbooks. And I think they're just going to realize, I mean, Trump is that person who he came in, he doesn't solve any problems. No, he creates problems. He makes problems. them all worse. He, 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 he creates, creates new crisis. Ones. Yes. I'm and, sorry, and, Travis. Yes. Uh, you're going to regret not having a bottle down here. Oh, <clears throat> get it. Uh, Paul Manafort to get 47 months in prison. What? What? Wait, That's isn't it? there also a... There's still the D.C. trial. More, yeah. He's got potentially 10 more years, but 47 months, roughly almost four years. Right. No. I only have this much left. The gout may kill him first. Hmm? <laughs> he, he showed up in a wheelchair. Yeah. And I said, and I, I said on Twitter, bullshit. is this the episode where Mike Brady throws the briefcase down and making him stand up? <laughs> Don't buy that bullshit. <laughs> this is the Vinny the Chin episode. I'm in the bathrobe. I'm whatever. Um, Ryan, because people I'm sure want to know, do you, what do you feel like there will be justice at the end of the day? I mean, do you what 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 are your thoughts on Mueller? What are your thoughts in general, SDNY? So if I'm being very honest, I go back and forth all the time yeah, if too. there's going to be justice. I mean, I think if one thing that Trump is should wake up a lot of people, like even if if a rich, powerful, white, straight man becomes president and starts breaking a bunch of laws, it's really hard to hold him accountable. Right. When he's got Fox News and an entire Republican Party protecting him. That's the him. difference with Nixon. Right. Right wing radio, Fox News. Um, so that, you know, but I do think, you know, things are starting to come. Right. We still got the Southern District of New York. We still have Robert Mueller. The other thing that's interesting is remember three weeks ago when the Mueller report was finished and they were going to send he was going to send it over to the, D- yeah. the DOJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened to that? Yeah. That was a false report. It seems like everything is, you so can't like trust any of it. Right. And that's what I, it's there. Thank you for saying that. We always, this, in this climate, when you have a president who's trying to cover up something, and this is what drives me nuts about the media is when they take what Sarah Sanders and they print, the New York Times will print something she said, or they'll print Trump's denial of something. And it's like, no, no, no. This entire White House and this entire Republican Party is engaged in a cover up. Mm-hmm. And when you're engaged in a cover up, you're lying. Yeah. So the the rule number one is to not take anything they say at face value and to start doing your own research and to kind of, and that's what I'll do. Like I'll, I'll read a little here and I'll go a little there. And then you, you know, formulate your own thoughts based on doing the actual research and reading all these different things. Mm-hmm. Cause that really struck me. It was like, remember we kind of were deflated like, Oh, Mueller's wrapping up. And all of a sudden now it's like, what's, yeah. you know, um, I do think that, I think that he will if he was going to indict Trump Jr. or Jared Kushner, uh, they would be indicted at the very end, right? Yeah. Because it's well, that's gonna, what Trump I'm hearing. Going, that, oh, like we're nervous well, no, about Trump the will, president's kids because that'll be the last yeah. thing he does. And if, if he, he does, and it's a smart yeah. strategic move. I mean, yeah. could you imagine if Mueller had indicted Trump Jr. like off the bat? Yeah. It would have sent Trump to you know yeah. cra- cra- a crazier land than he's already in. Yeah. which is hard to imagine. But you know, and then the other thing is is if he was going to indict for conspiracy as well. The conspiracy that we all watched, right? Uh, Russia, if you're listening, go hack Hillary's emails, yeah. right? Yeah. They had over a hundred contacts with Russian operatives. That's the, the other thing I always tell people. While Russia was attacking our election, the same time they're attacking our election, 
the Trump campaign was having a hundred contacts with them. Yeah, it happened. Co- you know, at the same time simultaneously. Totally what were they talking about? The Yankees? No. <laughs> yeah. It's like I just Russian where adoptions. Did, where, no. Right, where did people's common sense go? Right. That's the exactly. other thing with all this. Yeah, it's that's like, what I keep did, saying. We're in the biggest like, dumbest plotted movie ever. ever. We're like, what and the it's just are you and, serious. And it's you also brazen in front of your face. <laughs> yeah. You know where it's like it's like, and then you know Trump Jr. He gets the email. That this is from the Russian government on uh, this is on behalf of the Russian regarding government regarding dirt on Hillary to help your father's yeah. presidential campaign, and then he writes back, "I love it," yeah. and then he takes the Especially meeting after Labor yeah. Day, right? And then they meet, and then he he tries to cover up the meeting and say, "Oh no, it was about adoptions. It was about sanctions. It's about yeah. the Magnitsky yeah. so Act, much. Right? It's, it's, it, so it's just yeah, listen, he mispronounced sanctions. One of yeah. your coping tools is to follow Proud Resistance yes. on Twitter. It's one of mine, man. I'm telling you, I but Travis, how many times have I said this to you? Sometimes I tell him, print all of Twitter. But because that's where we go for, like, oh, I'm not fucking crazy. I'm not taking crazy pills. I'm not alone. Like, did I just see this news event that you're right, the media is handling all wrong and go, oh, my God. Whether it's, you know, never Trumpers or it's former prosecutors or it's just Twitter resistors like you that people go, oh, we're just, you know, Putting the facts out there, going, you are not alone. You are not crazy. Totally. I it, mean, they still they still cover him like he's just another Republican oh, president. I, I can't take like, any normal punditry. Like, no. That's why I go to you on like, Twitter because I'm like, what? I can't. I can't. I look at them and I'm like, no, this is not like. Right. This is not, not normal. No. Like, we are experiencing. Wait, we've left normal in 2015. Yeah. It's whatever analogy you want. The frog boiling, yes. whatever. The essential Twitter follow is a proud resistor. Ryan Knight. What what a pleasure. I mean, we honestly we thought. Like, so many people love you and want to know more about you as a person because you're just a Twitter handle to them, and you are such an amazing human. And so thank you so much for doing this. Thank you this. for having me. I have drunk a lot less champagne <laughs> in this happy hour. <laughs> it's not great, but it's better, well, Chris. Congratulations. Thank you. And let's get out there and win in 2020. Yes. Thank you. Vote Follow blue. Me. All right. Thank you. Ryan Knight, Proud Resistor. Happy, happy hour.